What's going on, Hardliners? Welcome to His Hardline for another episode of 1% with Him. Remember, every day we need to spend at least minimum 15 minutes with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Dig a little bit in the Bible and spend a little time in prayer, you know what I mean? If you can't do that, just join us here at His Hardline. We'll get it done. Drop. And don't forget to check out our website, www.hisheartline.com. We're happy to have you. Let's get started. Good evening, good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you're at in the world. I am Jason, your co-host, with God and Jesus Christ at my side, because they are the hosts, they are the bosses, they are the ones that are in charge of this show, they are at the wheel, at the helm, and they are steering this ship through these crazy chaotic waters we call life. But, like I always say, as long as we hold true and hold fast to the simple fact that if we give over our life 100% over to God and Jesus Christ, they're going to steer this ship through the storm and they're going to get us to safe harbor. So welcome. Glad to have you here. It is Monday, August 8th, 2022. Um, I just did a recent little, just a little Bible, uh, a little podcast just a second ago it's about seven minutes long um for those of you out there my daughter she she asked me she's like can i can i be on a podcast with you i said sure i'm like why not come on so we just did a little mini special called uh you know five minutes with haven and daddy so it was just something her birthday's coming up and you know uh next week so it was something she wanted to do i figured what the heck um, of course, definitely, you know, drops a few truth bombs in there that I'm sure her mom did not want her uh, putting out in the world. But hey, whatever. And she put a few truth bombs about me out there about uh, some bodily functions that occur, you know, the mind of a six year old. But uh, hey, you know, it's OK. That's, you know, we all we are all in the same boat. So I have no shame. But <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, the world's still crazy. Um I tell you, it's just, it's so hard to keep up with what's going on in the world because there's just, you know, between Pelosi going overseas to Taiwan and just, you know, just everything that's going on, you know, with the election coming up in November, just, you know, there's just so many different things that are occurring. I tell you, it's just, it's hard to kind of make heads or tails of anything anymore these days. Um, And unfortunately, you know, last night, had a little bit of bad news again i tell you this this thing just keeps on happening i tell you we're so we're at our sixth death now for the year and i got news last night that my aunt on my mom's side somebody that I was close with ended up passing away um kind of unexpectedly and uh so it's just been kind of a, a very rough year since may um <clears throat> yeah just you know six deaths since may and I'm pretty much now, I hate to say it, almost immune to it because it's just like, all right, now, you know, who's next? You know, um, it's a very sad situation. It's very, very, very tragic. And just, you know, so, you know, between that, it's just, it's just been, just been a really weird, weird year. So, but today, aside from all of that, uh, we're going to be doing the reading out of Mark chapter eight. And so it begins to read, 
Again, out of the New American Standard Bible, and as a little disclaimer, remember, I am not a priest, I'm not a minister, I'm not an ordained pastor or anything like that. I'm not a Bible expert or a biblical scholar. I'm just a man who hauls fuel, reads the Bible on his spare time, and I try to make heads or tails of it and try to, well, I try to, you know, make sense of it. Some days I'm unsuccessful. So, anyway. In those days when there was again a large crowd and they had nothing to eat, Jesus summoned his disciples and said to them, I feel compassion for the thousand people, for the people, because they have remained with me for three days already and have nothing to eat. And if I send them away hungry to their homes, they will faint on their way. And some of them have come from a great distance. And his disciples replied to him, excuse me. Where will anyone be able to find enough bread here in this desolate place to satisfy these people? And he was asking them, how many loaves do you have? And they said, seven. And he directed the people to recline on the ground and taking the seven loaves, he gave thanks and broke them and started giving them to his disciples to serve. And they served them to the people. And they also had a few small fish. After that, he blessed them and he told the disciples to serve those as well. And they ate and were satisfied. Why do I feel like I'd already read this? Maybe not. Anyway, so, and they ate and they were satisfied and picked up seven large baskets full of what was left over of the broken pieces. About 4,000 men were there and he dismissed them. And immediately he got into the boat with his disciples and came to the region of Dalamantha. And the Pharisees came out and began to argue with him, demanding from him a sign from heaven to test him. Sighing deeply in his spirit, he said, why does this generation demand a sign? Truly, I say to you, no sign will be given to this generation. And leaving them, he again embarked and went away to the other side. And the disciples had forgotten to take bread and did not have more than one loaf in the boat with them. And he was giving orders to them saying, watch out, beware of the 11 of the Pharisees and the 11 of Herod. And they began to discuss with one another the fact that they had no bread. And Jesus, aware of this, said to them, Why are you discussing the fact that you have no bread? Do you not comprehend or understand? Do you still have your heart hardened? Having eyes and do not see? Having ears and do not hear? And do you not remember when I broke the five loaves for 5,000, how many baskets full of broken pieces you picked up? And they said to him, 12, when I broke the seven for the 4,000, how many large baskets full of broken pieces did you pick up? And they said to him, seven. And he was saying to them, do you not understand? And they came to Bethsaida and said, and some people brought a man who was blind to Jesus and begged him to touch him. And taking the man who was blind by the hand, he brought him out of the village. And after spitting in his eyes, laying his hands on him, he asked him, do you see anything? And he looked up and said, I see people for I see them like trees walking around. Then again, he laid hands on his eyes and looked intently and was restored and began to see everything clearly. And he sent him to his home saying, do not even enter the village. Now, Jesus went out along with his disciples to the villages of Caesarea Philippi, and on the way he questioned his disciples, saying to them, Who do people say that I am? And they told him, saying, John the Baptist, and others say Elijah, and others, one of the prophets. And he continued questioning them, But who do you say that I am? And then Peter answered and said to him, You are the Christ. 
and he warned them to tell no one about him. And he began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed and after three days rise from the dead. And he was stating that matter plainly. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But turning around and seeing his disciples, he, he rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan, for you are not setting your mind on God's purposes, but on man's. And he summoned the crowd together with, with his disciples and said to them, If anyone wants to come after me, he must deny himself, take up, the, take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. For what does it benefit a person to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? For what could a person give in exchange for his soul? For whoever is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man will also be ashamed of him when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. And that concludes the reading of chapter 8, verses 1 through 38. I tell you, I do love that verse. That's one of my favorite verses. For what could a person give in exchange for his soul? For whoever is ashamed of or excuse me, let me back it up a little bit more. I love this. Yeah, for whoever wants to save his life will lose it, and for whoever loses his life for my sake and the Gospels will save it. For what does it benefit a person to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? Absolutely. And so in Mark chapter 8, Mark 8 runs in a loose parallel almost to uh, Mark chapter 6, 31 through 7, verse 37. And Jesus performs a mass feeding and publicly, you know, he publicly disagrees with the religious leaders and performs a healing miracle that the Old Testament associates with the Messiah. And so Jesus had taken his disciples and apparently more than just 12 into Gentile territory and presumably in an attempt to find a quiet place to teach. In Mark 7, they traveled northwest to Capernaum to the region of Tyre and then continued farther north to Sidon. And now they are in the district east of the Sea of Galilee. Now, while they were in Tyre, Jesus had set a table to show that he has come for the Gentiles as well as the Jews. Now, even if said Gentiles interrupt their private meeting, now he continues the theme by serving a meal for a mixed group of 4,000 plus Gentiles and Jews in Decapolis. And the Pharisees had condemned this, this, this excuse me, the Pharisees had condemned the disciples for neglecting to wash their hands before meals in case, in case the food had touched something unclean. And Jesus provided food for the Gentiles and the worst of all unclean things. The disciples, however, wonder how they will feed all the people, having forgotten that Jesus fed an even larger crowd outside Bethsaida. Now from Decapolis, Jesus and the disciples returned to the boat to the west coast of the Sea of Galilee, and the Pharisees renewed their attack, and they demanded a sign that Jesus' authority comes from God and not Satan. And they do not mean the miracles that Jesus had performed, but something that unquestionably proves that he is indeed the Messiah come to liberate Israel. Now, in Mark's account, Jesus leaves them with nothing, but in Matthew... Jesus tells them they haven't even read the signs 
excuse me, they haven't read the signs that they've already received. And they won't get another except one related to Jonah. And so Jesus promptly takes his disciples back to the boat and he tries to express to the disciples that his beliefs of the Pharisees and Herod's followers are like tiny bits of leaven that, if they're not careful, will permeate their belief systems as a little yeast makes a whole loaf of bread rise. And so the disciples completely miss the point and translate his warning into frustration. And they have forgotten to bring more than one loaf of bread. And Jesus drops the larger message and reminds them that he is more than capable of turning a single loaf of bread into a meal for all of them. Now in Bethsaida, Jesus heals a blind man and another miracle that is identified in the Old Testament as a sign of the Messiah. And the disciples respond by declaring that Jesus is the Messiah. But unfortunately, they don't know what the Messiah really is. And so Jesus clearly explains that the Messiah, the Messiah's eternal reign as prophesied in the Old Testament, will not come yet. First, he will have to die and be resurrected. Next, his followers will have to be willing to make a similar sacrifice. So basically in Mark 8 is a kind of a, a fulcrum in the ministry of Jesus. You know, because now next you have James and then you get John and Peter who will witness his transfiguration. And then as we read in chapter 9 and 10, he will again warn them of his impending sacrifice. And then as we get into chapter 11, that'll begin with the triumphal entry, which marks the beginning of Passion Week. And so through throughout this time, Jesus will intensify his teaching to prepare his disciples for their roles in the early church. Eventually, they will begin to understand. And so that is pretty much just a little overall summary of Mark chapter 8. So, yeah, very, very powerful book. I tell you, that's one of my favorite verses, though. What For what does it benefit a person to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? You know, that's right there. You know, we're seeing that, too, a lot anymore these days. You see so many people, um, <clears throat> how should I say it? You see so many people in the movement for freedom and self-governance, if you will, that, how should I say this? you got a lot of people out there that are pay-for-profit patriots. Now, I'm not sitting here to deny people the right to make money, but there are certain individuals out there that like to charge an exorbitant amount of money for the sake of trying to get information out to people as it pertains to, like, for example, returning to self-governance. Now, I'm not talking about anybody in the National Assembly because nobody in the National Assembly does that. Why? Because we are trying to work for the common good of the whole nation, to free a nation, to get away from the oppression of the deep state, de facto corporate-ran government, which is ran by a bunch of tyrants and evil little Satanists, most of them. But you get other people and other organizations that claim to do the same thing we're doing, which is far from it, by the way. But they go and do these speaking engagements and charge roughly about $180 a ticket. We have somebody that I'm not going to mention names at this moment, but we have somebody in a different type of assembly, which is the unlawful assembly. It's not even the rightful one. Talking about the nationals, you know, the state nationals is nothing that's not even a thing. But there is somebody that is, you know, prominent in that group that's coming to Michigan and speaking. And they're charging an exorbitant amount of money for it. Now, I ask you. 
if you're really truly about helping your country men and women become free and try to become a self-governed body, why would you go out and charge at seminars and speaking engagements to give people this information? That's not how that works. Don't be a pay, P-A-Y, a pay triot for profit. That's bull crap. And so again, it goes back to verse 33, or excuse me, it goes back to uh, verse, um, oh, I just, now I just lost it. it. goes back to verse 36. There it is. For what does it benefit a man to gain the whole world, but lose his soul? Yeah, you can make all the money you want. You can make that pact with the devil. You can sign that contract with Satan. Go ahead. You want to idolize the mighty dollar? That's fine. Just remember, there's a cost to everything. There's a reason why they say in the music industry, when you sign record label contracts and deals, when they say you sign your life over the devil, they're not bullcrapping you. I know a few people that have been in that are in that industry. They are not playing around. That is exactly what you're doing in most cases. And just like this guy that I'm talking about in this movement, which is self-serving, by the way, speaking, giving people the illusion that he's got America's best interest by getting this information out to them, whatever information that is, but at a price of $175 or $180 or whatever the ticket is to attend the event. That's nonsense. Listen, I'm not saying that you shouldn't charge for events, but as far as the freeing of America, that's something that should never be a charge. There should never be a charge for that. You should just want to help your fellow countrymen and women and actually do the correct work at helping free this nation. And so you won't ever catch me. I'm telling you right now, firsthand, you'll never catch me trying to benefit myself and self-serve myself and gain the whole world and gain riches and give up my soul. Nope. I'm sorry, not me. I want my soul to belong to God and Jesus Christ and not the devil. I learned very quickly that money hooks that are deeply embedded in you cause nothing but pain down the road, especially when you try to rip them out. And buddy, did I rip my money hooks out. Money does a weird thing to people. But I say all that to say this, to make this little slight point. Aside from God and Christ and my constant messaging here that I try to get out to you, as far as the assembly goes, the national assembly, and I always will bring it back to that at some, in some form or another, you got to ask yourself, look at the people and the leadership and, 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 and the participants as a whole. I shouldn't even say leadership because there's really no real leadership. But look at the people as a whole that are very participatory in the movement of the National Assembly. And try to find one man or woman who is out there trying to be a pay-for-profit speaker, trying to profit off people while trying to teach them to get back to self-governance. I guarantee you, with my 401k on the line, you'll find nobody. And then you look at other people and other organizations that claim to be an assembly, and they're not. 
and you look at some of the head people in those organizations, names I won't mention at the moment, but I'm going to tell you right now, you better watch who you follow and ask yourself, if they're charging a fee for something that shouldn't even have a fee to it, should you really trust them? And somebody on the chat board just said this, made a very good point. Those who wrote the books in the Bible never charged a fee either. You know what? Not only did they ever charge a fee, they I guarantee you nobody saw a single penny. And I say penny, it's not like a penny existed back in biblical times, but I guarantee you nobody saw a morsel of food or a shekel of silver or anything like that. Whatever the currency was back then, a grain of wheat for their writing. When it comes to information that's supposed to liberate and free a people, I'm sorry, but that's something I shouldn't be charged for. That's why I will never charge a subscription type of membership here at His Hard Line just to, you know, put out Bible. I will not do that. This will always be free for people to listen to so long Podbean doesn't change their business model, at which that point I will try to figure something out. But I will never charge a subscription over here. At the very least, I would probably put up like a donation tab, but even with that donation tab would come a shirt if somebody were to feel so compelled or inclined to donate. And again, something I would never advertise. It would just be a link, but I would put out a, his hardline shirt, which would have a Bible scripture on the back because I don't believe in receiving something for nothing. That's just, that's not how I roll. But again, I make a good enough living hauling fuel and hauling ethanol. I make enough money as a truck driver that I'm okay. I do this to serve you. I do this to serve God. And if I'm going to be completely honest, I also do this to serve myself because I do get something out of it. I feel good after I do it. And yeah, Rita, I am talking about PAY patriots. Yep. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Again, not demonizing, making money, but there's just certain things you shouldn't charge for and information and knowledge to help a people in a nation to become self-governed. That shouldn't be charged. Sorry. Yeah. If you want to charge for a shirt or a flag, cool. Maybe you write a book. Okay. Maybe you developed an audio piece, like a song. Maybe you're charging a dollar 99 for it. Okay. But as far as information on how to become free, oh, excuse me, I stand correct. Rita just said the conference that I speak of is not 180 like I thought. I thought it was higher than that. I was trying to under underestimate or under guess. The conference is con- is worth two is is being charged two hundred and fifty dollars. And yes, it is wrong. Two hundred and fifty dollars? Are you serious? No. Again, I divert back to that verse in 36 for what profits a man to gain the whole world, but loses his soul. Sorry, I really enjoy my soul, which is why I try to put out this information here on this platform free of charge. It will always be free of charge and it will continuously be a free of charge. I will never charge because this information I want to the general public. I want to see this nation free. I want to see a future where my daughter can be raised in a nation without tyrannical dictators. 
But anyway, I know I kind of went off on a rant, but, you know, you never know what you're going to get out of Jason Jones after a reading. So I appreciate you listening here. And I know I haven't said this in a while, but if you would do me a great big favor, I never like to ask people for money. But if I can ask you for this, here's your donation you can do to me. Spread this podcast far and wide. Share the link. Put it in an email. Put it in social media. Put it in your text messages. Um, send it. Say, hey, listen to this guy. You know, check him out. Give him a chance. He's a really good guy. He, he does a you know daily Bible reading, and then every Tuesday and Fridays he does a, his hardline discussion where he talks about relevant topics, sometimes about the assembly, sometimes about other things. And then he has this other show he does randomly whenever he has time called the EDU spot. And he tries to put out a little bit of good information out there that, you know, true history that we're not taught in schools. So if you would be so kind, just share the, just share the link. Or if nothing else, if you don't have the link, you know, just say, Hey, check out this guy, Jason. He's got a podcast called his hard line. You can find him in, at www.hishardline.com. And people can find the podcast there. And and yeah, and if they like it, great. If not, no big deal. You know, everybody's got different flavors. I don't resonate with everybody. And I accept that fact. You know, there's some podcasters out there. I like the information, but sometimes maybe it's the pitch of their voice. I just can't stand. You know, it's just the way it is. And so, you know, it's just a fact of life. And so I really thank all of you out there for being here. I thank every single listener and person that's here supporting the show. You guys are great. I really do. I really think you guys are just amazing. And, um, you know, I try to do my best to put out as best information out there as factual as possible. And remember, if I'm ever wrong on anything, please email me or send it here in the chat board. As long as you're respectful, I don't mind if it's on the chat board. I don't mean, I don't mind being blasted, you know, being put on notice on, you know, in the chat board here, because again, I want to be factual. I don't want false information out there. So, with that, I bid all of you adieu. I hope you have a great evening, and we're going to end this with a little prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you so very much for this day, uh, this beautiful day. We had a little rain today, and because of that, it was a very beautiful day because every once in a while the sun needs to go away, and we need to get a little bit of your, your thirst. You know, We need the ground to be quenched with your water, with the, the life of water. And so we thank you for the rain and Thank you for my job and the career that you put me on. And thank you for putting me up on this path here at His Hard Line and for giving me the tools to do what I have to do for you on your behalf. And I just pray that anything that I do here always falls in alignment with you. And I pray that anybody that comes and listens, I hope they find encouragement, they find inspiration. And more importantly, I hope that it encourages people to maybe start their own podcast because we need more good, true, genuine voices out there. I don't look at other voices as competition. I look at that as a team building effort to get good truth out there, to get the scripture out there because Lord knows we need it. And so I just pray that maybe people who listen to this can be encouraged to maybe go out and buy a microphone if they need help with that, to have them reach out to me. And But, uh, you know, we just, you know, guide our actions, guide our thoughts, and guide our words. And with that, we always ask you, ask your son, be in our hearts. We invite Christ Jesus in our hearts each and every day. And with all this, we pray in your son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. And so I hope you all have a great evening. I all hope you have a great week. Um, just a little bit of an update. So um, this week is, I'm going to be, I know you guys are going to absolutely hate me for this. And I'm just going to be honest with you. Like I said, 
after yesterday's death uh, of my aunt Karen, God rest her soul. Um, it's going to be kind of a tight week this week for me uh, again. Um, <clears throat> so I'm going to only do the one uh, percent with him today, one uh, percent with him as well tomorrow, as well as a his hardline discussion, um, and then I think. From Wednesday through Saturday, I'm going to be absent. So if you see me not here, don't freak out. <laughs> I'm taking four days straight off. I was going to try to, you know, do some pre-recordings tonight, but I had to get a crown, my temporary crown from my root canal that I had done a few weeks ago. I had to get my temporary crown taken out and get a permanent one in. And uh, it just kind of backed me up today and with talking with family just to check on everybody. Um, I, I just got behind the eight ball because what I was going to try to do is do a couple of pre-recordings for Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, but I don't think it's going to happen. So I do apologize. I am going to be on a four-day hiatus from the studio, so please forgive me. Don't hate me. It's going to be a little silent, <laughs> but again, it's also my daughter's birthday coming up this week, so I'm just focusing on straight family. Come Saturday, either Saturday evening or Sunday early in the morning, I'm going to be right back at it. I promise you. And I'm not just going to do the 1% with him. I will get into it with something else like maybe a 2000-25 reading or or whatever. I don't know. I'll figure something out. But I will get back at it at the earliest Saturday evening at the latest Sunday morning. Uh, but I will be back here tomorrow with a 1% with him and a his hardline discussion. And if I'm feeling a little froggy, I might do one extra recording to throw out there for Wednesday. So I hope you'll have a good night, good afternoon, good day, wherever you're at in the world and uh, stay out of trouble. We'll see you then. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for the day. Thank you for joining us here at His Heart Line. Remember, we need to spend at least 15 minutes each day with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That is literally 1% of our time on a daily basis. Spend a little time in the Bible, spend some time in prayer. You'd be amazed what Jesus will do to you. Drop. And don't forget to check out our website, www.hishardline.com, for all the latest updates. 